0: Welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. Today, I have Dr. Greg personally here. He's a chiropractor. He owns his own practice. He's an author. He's a speaker. And he's actually also a musician, which is amazing to see uh, how diverse Dr. Greg is. Um, I'm just really excited to have him be part of this podcast because he's just such a wealth of knowledge. I had a conversation with him a couple weeks back. And it was supposed to be fifteen minutes. Ended up being a lot longer than that. And I was just so amazed at his outlook and the way he thinks and looks at life. That I wanted to make sure that I bring bring him to the podcast and add some value to you. So, without further ado, Doctor Greg, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Daniel. How are you doing today?
0: I am excellent. I'm just so excited to have this, to record this episode and just have the student audience learn from you because they will learn something if they listen to this. So. Before we get started into some of the questions that I have prepared for you, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, So like you said, my name is Dr. Greg Persley. I'm a chiropractic physician. I've owned a practice for about 12 years. Um, I'm an author. I wrote a book a few years ago called The New Kind of Normal. Um, And I'm a speaker. I love speaking on different topics, but helping people is is my main passion. I love helping people in, in all areas. Um, I have a, a wife, two kids. My two kids are ten and thirteen right now, and uh, you know, just I've been through a lot in life. In fact, if you want to hear quick about my story, my son, when he was born, he was ten years uh, ten years ago. He's ten now, but when he was born, he was born with dwarfism, which is very rare. Uh, he ended up having a lot of medical complications. We went through a lot of hard times, um, and that's why I gained the wealth of knowledge that you talked about. I never gave up. I kept pushing. I kept searching, and uh, that's how. I've been able to accomplish what I've accomplished in my life. And I have a lot more to accomplish, a lot more people to help. So that's why I'm here.
0: I love it. One of the first things that I want to talk about is that you have such a wanting to please, want to help every single person that you interact with mentality, whether it's, whether it's through your practice, you know, whether it's through, even as a chiropractor, through health and nutrition, which I know that you're that that's really big on. Or whether it's through your music and and know and performing, you said every three to four weeks you're performing live because you love to please people. walk me through that mindset. like, well, how did you get that mindset? and how can you know what were you born with it or you know, tell me more,
1: yeah, so um you know, most people are are relatively selfish, they think about them, right? and I believe everyone has a primary question that they ask on a regular basis. Their primary question is subconscious. It's what they repeat to themselves all the time. And most people don't even, they're not even aware that they have that primary question. And so I went through a process of trying to discover what that primary question is, because whatever you ask yourself on a regular basis, you will answer. You know, a lot of people say, um, well, don't, don't, you can talk to yourself, just don't answer because then you're crazy, right? Well, that's kind of a joke, but, what is what is thinking i mean that's that's what it is it's you ask a question to yourself and you answer that question and so if you ask questions that lead you down a negative road then you're going to have a negative outcome a negative outlook so my primary question has always been how can i help it's always how can i help i see somebody on the road i see somebody i'm driving down the road i see somebody with a flat tire thing how can i help whether it's me getting out of the car and helping them or whether it's me calling somebody to help them but it's my primary question my first Response. I don't have to think about it. It's not something I, you know, uh, conjure up. It's just that's my first question immediately. And what you'll find is if you think about it, you'll have you have a primary question. Everyone does, and it's the one that you react to the most. It's the one that you think or ask yourself the most immediately. And um, the answer to that question always comes. So when you ask a question, the answer always comes. If you ask it of yourself, you will answer it. And when you do, then that dictates the action that occurs, what you're physically going to do. So it starts with that you know, question, and then your, your brain answers it, and then you physically act on that, that answer. So it, it's a really cool understanding of the process of how your brain works. You can actually start to figure out why you do the things you do. Um, and it's something I love doing, helping people figure that out
0: that's amazing because I don't think there's a lot of people that might say that they want to help, but there's not a lot of people that mean it. Um, How do you get anything done when you're just trying to help so many people? Like, how do you get your own stuff done?
1: Well, I mean, that is my stuff, right? My, my passion, my purpose is to help others. It really is. So that, that is my stuff. So it's, it's intertwined with all of that. Um, Luckily, it also spills over into my family, my wife, my kids, you know, my question to them is always, how can I help? And it's I don't verbally ask them. I mean, sometimes I do, but not very often. Most of the time, it's just observing a situation. And you just have that question, okay, how can I help in this in this situation? And um, it's, it's something I've developed over the years, you can develop it, you can change your primary question, you can improve upon those things. And, uh, you know, The more you try to improve yourself, the better you're going to be and the more valuable you're going to become to society as a whole. So, you know, it's the people that settle, that give up, that stop improving. They become less valuable over time because society keeps going,
0: (laughs) you know. You talked about making sure that you're constantly improving. With that being said, I also, you know, I've I've noticed that you spend a lot, you invest a lot in your personal development. Um, can you share a little bit more about, you know, why you spend so much in your personal development and why st- students should considering doing the same?
1: Well, so asked somebody asked me not too long ago about why I spent money on an event I went to. Okay. And, um, I mean, I spent enough money. I probably could have bought a car, like a, a okay car, a small car. Right. Um, And they said, man, why in the world do you spend that amount of money? I said, because once I have the knowledge, once I gain the information, once I gain the experience, you can't take that away. That car is gonna be gone in five, 10 years. But the knowledge, the information, the data, you know, I'm in my mid thirties right now, that'll be with me forever. You know, I've got another 30, 40, 50 years, hopefully in this world. And that stuff I gained, I can utilize. You know, a car or a stereo or a TV or a thing, an item, that's going to be gone. It's going to be gone quickly, right? It's it's not going to be around for that long or it's going to be obsolete. Look at how much technology is changing everything, right? So, you know, number one, if I invest in myself, like I said earlier, I become more valuable not only to me, but I become more valuable to the people around me and also more valuable to society. And if you notice, the more valuable you are to society, the more return you get, not just financial return, but also emotional return.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I know recently you had the chance to go to a university near you and actually speak to students on the same topic I speak to, which is helping them land their dream job. And we actually talked about this when we were on the phone. And I love the fact that there's so much similarity in what you, you talked about and what I talk about. And I love, talk about it because maybe your perspective will help students understand it that maybe when I'm talking about it, it might not click. So let's talk about that. I know you had some four main points that we wanted to cover. So let's go over the first point.
1: Yeah, great. So the four points are basically a process that can be applied to pretty much anything you want in life, any goal you want to have. Okay. And the goal here is obviously to find your dream job. Okay, well, number one, if you want to find your dream job, you have to define what that job is. You have to totally define it. You have to define the end result. Does that make sense? You know what I mean by that?
0: Absolutely, but explain it.
1: I mean, you have to literally, so what I mean, when I mean define it, I don't mean like kind of define it. So I'll give you an example. I, I have patients that come in and they want to lose weight. And uh, I go, okay, how much weight do you want to lose? And they go, I don't know, around 50 pounds. Okay, well, that's not defining it. That's around, about, kind of, you know, I'm talking define it. So when you define it, you want to define it in a way that you emotionally feel it. You can visualize it. You can, you know, take it to your core as if it's already happened. That's what I mean by defining it. It is visualizing it to the point where it's real. And most people don't realize this, but in your brain, when you um, think about something, when you believe it's real, then it's real to you. There's no difference between physical reality and what you think is real. And so if you define it to the point where you can visualize it and it becomes real to you, you, your subconscious will literally make decisions to get you to that point. And I know this is really hard hitting stuff. Like this is decades of me trying to figure stuff out. But if you can understand that point, it really sets you up for the rest of the other three. So number one, define the end result with such clarity that, that, that you feel like you emotionalize it and you feel it inside your body.
0: I want to talk a little bit more about that because I think that is the biggest problem that I think college students have. And when I get that question of how can you help everybody land their dream job and I, and my reply to them is because everybody's definition of their dream job is different, right? And there's really an opportunity for you to get your dream job. The problem that a lot of people don't understand is what is their dream job? Because finding your dream job to me is like taking an open book test. The answers are out there, right? I know you've, you've done some hiring with, with your practice and. For you, you want to find the best person for the job, so you're gonna share exactly what you're looking for. It's up to the person that's wanting to work for you to have those skills. And if if I'm a student and I want to go work, let's say for you, and you tell me I'm looking for A, B, and C, now I have the time to build A, B, and C. But it takes the clarity to under It takes you to understand where you want to work, so that you are clear on what, what skills you need to build to be able to land that job. And so. I agree with you. I think that finding your outcome is so important, but it's just sad that most people take more time to plan their vacation than to plan their future.
1: You're exactly right. And there is a gap, you know, um, when we're talking about 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, I mean, I look back to when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, and they're they're not going to like hearing this probably, but I thought I knew a lot of stuff when I realized Now, as I look back, I'm like, well, maybe there was a bit of a gap between what I thought I knew and what I knew. And so there becomes this gap of um, what you think it's going to be like and what it actually is going to be like. And so one of the ways to figure that out or or to, to close that gap is to go figure out, define what you think you want, define it. And then number two, go to somebody that's already doing it. Go ask them questions, go observe them. Go figure out what they love about it, what they hate about it. You know, there's, there's not generally there's, there's going to be multiple other people in the profession you're wanting to go into. Right. So go model them, ask them questions, see what they do, what they like, what they don't like, what, what they're loving about their job, what they hate about their job, whatever. And then you can make a decision on, Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that adds to the definition of what I thought I wanted or uh, it doesn't, it takes away. Right. So that, that is a, a very important tool. Modeling is something a lot of people, they, they don't want to take the time to do it because they think they're too busy. But let me tell you, it will save you so much heartache in the future, especially if you're still in college and you still have time to to take classes and, and add different self-help things in order to improve your skills to land that dream job that you want.
0: 100%, 100%. That, that's amazing. So let, let's go to the next roles. What is next? What's the next...
1: Right. So once you define it, and then modeling is kind of like part B of that number one, then there's something called B do have. And this is something that I learned from uh, Robert Kiyosaki back in the day and maybe 15 years ago. But it really changed my life. Be do have is so powerful, but yet extremely simple. And this is the essence of it. In order to have a result, you have to ask yourself, I want this result who do I have to be in order to do what I have to do to have the result I want to have? And I want you to write that out. So who do I have to be in to do what I have to do in order to have what I want to have? So the have is what you defined in the first step. You want to have this result. Well, when you go and model people and you go look, well, who are they? Who do they, who do you have to be to get that job? Who, what skills do you have to have? What knowledge do you have to have? What, you know, things do you need to know in order to become the person that does what needs to be done in order to have that result? So be, do, have is something I look at and say, look, I want this result. Then I go, okay, who's already done it? And who are they? So I can become more like that person. See, you know, who you are is your beingness. And that's what I mean by be, who do you have to be? So who you are is your habits that you do every day and the things that you know, and that sort of thing. And so you have to become the person that is valuable enough in order to do the steps that need to be done in order to have that job. You already have to be that person before you get the job. Does that make sense? You can't go in and I'm going (laughs) to learn a lot and get this job. No, no, no. Be the person first. Then you'll already, you'll be a step up above everybody else.
0: I, I love, 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 love that. And I don't know if that I've ever heard it explained the way that you just explained it, but it makes so much more sense. Like in order to get to the result, you have to be the person that makes the result happen. And, and it's, it's common sense, but it's not common practice.
1: It, it's, yeah, what you know and what you practice are totally two different things. There's uh, we call those seminar junkies. Um, I'll go to a seminar and I'll see same pe- similar people in, in different seminars and they'll be at different seminars with me, but they never make any changes in their life. So they end up in the same place and they're seminar junkies, they, they go, they learn, but they never do. And knowing what to do and doing what, you know, are two different things, right? So every time I go to a seminar, I go to some sort of self-help something or whatever. I'm trying to learn something from that. I take it down. I jot it down. My highlights, my, what I got out of it. And multiple people will get multiple different things out of a seminar, right? But I jot down what I got out of it, what, how it's important to me. And then number two is how do I use this? How do I actually use it in my life? And that's what, you know, the, it, it, the, the result is in the doing. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's in the doing. And so the taking the step and actually taking action. And I, I like to say take massive action. You know, don't just take a little action. If you're going to freaking do it, do it, you know, go. Get after it as opposed to, oh, well, I might get them next week. No, might, might doesn't happen. It's either, are, do you, are you a Star Wars fan?
0: I, I'm actually not. I, okay. Everybody says I need to watch everything, but it's too, I'm so behind. Like it's, it's impossible for me to catch them.
1: So uh, I'm not really either, but um, like five years ago, I watched the, the first one that came out in the seventies. Right. And one line caught me and was like, Oh, that was a really great line. it was in, when uh, Yoda says uh, do or do not, there is no try. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> uh, that was do or do not. There is no try. You're right. If you try and you don't, well, then you didn't. If you try and you did, then you did. You you do. There is no try. It's just you're either acting and making it happen or you're not. One of the two.
0: I love it. So then, what's next? So what is the third point? Because I think the third point goes really go align. I mean, it's, it's like a ladder. You're going through the steps. So what is the next step? All right? How do you take massive step. action?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you defined your outcome, even found some mentors and that sort of thing. Number two, you, you looked at who do you have to be? What do you have to do in order to have that result? And then number three is you create a plan. You create a plan. What I mean by a plan is you get a piece of paper in front of you, not an iPad, not a notebook, not a laptop, a piece of paper, and you scribble down everything that you think you can do in order to get that result. And then you look at those and go, what is most likely going to get me there? What are the things that I need to take action on now in order to get me to that result? You can write down a list of 100 things. You probably won't have to do all 100. You'll probably only maybe have to do 10 or 15 or 20. If you write a list of 10, you might only have to do like two or three things in order to get that result. So what we what we end up doing as a society, for some reason it taught us this, but we end up getting really confused because we have so many things that we could do, but we, and we end up not doing what actually needs to be done in order to get the result. So you have to, in order to take action, write them all out, look at them and go, what is most likely gonna get me to that result? And once you do that, then you have a plan. You go, okay, here's the steps I'm gonna take in order to do these things in order to get that result.
0: So I, I when I when I speak to students, um, I talk about that a lot, and I, I tell them, you know, we're so aligned on when you, when you, what we're speaking about. So I tell them that once you've you know created, uh, identify what you want to do, right? Whatever your dream job be, I say reverse engineer it. Like, what does it does it take to get to that job? And then, even more specific, I talk about creating a a, a career plan, right? to take you from college to master in college to career. And in that, I talk about being strategic with their time. And because you are right, like there is no shortage of things that you can do, right? right. Uh, to a perspective, most universities have over 300 student organizations, 300. You can't be part of all of them. Um, there's hundreds of internships out there. There is, depending on your major, there's. A plethora of electives that you can choose from. Uh, There's all these jobs that you can do. There's all these mentors that you can have. Um, There's all these videos on YouTube that you can watch, but you can't do do everything, right? And so I talk about students that you can do anything you want in life, anything, but you can't do everything. And so you need to have a very focused approach on your goal. And so you reverse engineer it, and then you create a strategic plan about it. And it's all about being strategic with your time, because that really makes a difference. Because we could talk about time being the most valuable resource in the world. Like you have Bill Gates or a homeless person. They both start out with 24 hours. Like you can't buy any more time. So it's how you use your time that's going to make the difference. And so creating a plan is what's going to allow you to know where do you invest your time? Right. Is this gonna allow me to get to my destination or will it not? But if you don't have a plan, you're not gonna be clear on making those decisions and your time will be consumed on doing other things.
1: And there's one word that that sums all that up. It's called outcomes. So it's focusing on the outcome. What is the end result? If you focus on the end result, where you're you know, what you're heading toward, you're more likely to actually hit that goal. rather than focusing on The to do's, you know, people get caught up in the to do's. So I got to do this. I got to do that. And I got to do do, 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 it and they get all these to do's. And that's what I was talking about when you, when you write those things down, when you create that plan, you write all the stuff that you could possibly do. And then you look at it, you sit and you look at it and you think through each one and go, you know, which one of these or two of these are going to be most important in order to reach that goal, to reach the outcome, the end result. And that's the way, that's the way to focus on it. And that way you actually get there quicker and you don't have to, go trial and error and do all this different stuff. That's not really getting you to your goal.
0: And so will that plan change?
1: Oh, the plan will definitely change. So yeah, actually step four, great segue into the, the fourth step, but it's, it's review. So every quarter, every single quarter, I review those first three steps. You know, I look at, okay, well, let me define my future now. What do I see in the next three to six months? What do I see in the next year? And a lot of times I'll just tweak little things. You know, it's, it, what I call this review is what I call writing the ship. So if I'm gonna take a ship from New York and take it to Europe, well, I'm gonna start out on a course. Well, there's wind, there's waves, there's things that get in the way I have to go around maybe or whatever. And I'm going to have to write the ship on a regular basis. You're not going to set a perfect course and hit your destination, you know, exactly the way you thought it was going to be. You're going to get a slightly off track and that's why you review. So you review, you write the ship or correct the ship's direction. And therefore you can, you know, be more in tune with what your goals are because your goals, they will change. They will change throughout your life. My goal at 25 is a lot different than at 35. You know, my goal at 15 is a lot different than 25. You know what I mean? Yeah. At 15, my goal is to be, a you know, major league baseball, third baseman. <laughs> no? And I worked towards that until I broke my ankle, but you know, and then I was like, okay, well, let's review and write, you know, write the ship. Well, now what? Well, I'll go to school to be a doctor. You know, it's just, um, but even when, even then, before I knew these steps, I did, I went to find mentors and I figured out what I liked, what I didn't like so I could create my office up and create a life that I wanted. Right. I mean, you want to create a life that you love that you want to do. Uh, and the other thing is, people get caught up on money a lot, and you know, life's not all about money. Money will come. Uh, I learned this actually from uh, Grant Cardone, who you know, I've gotten connected with here. And Grant Cardone is a guy that's blowing up, but he, you know, money isn't something that uh, you should strive for. You know, most of your life, you'll probably be, be underpaid. But if you do these things and constantly grow and constantly improve and constantly, you know. Um, do the things that your soul cries out for, the things that you love doing, then eventually you will be overpaid and you'll be overpaid to the point where you can't even believe it. I mean, it it goes the opposite direction. So don't, you know, people focus on money. Don't focus on money, focus on experiences, focus on helping, focus on creating your life purpose. And if you can focus on those things, money will, it will come. Now I'm not saying be crazy and be like, you know, I'm going to go buy a bunch of stuff. I'm just saying, you know, money's not everything experiences are everything. And I've talked to some people that were, you know, in their eighties and nineties and they're like, you know, I wish you never hear them say, I wish I had more money. They say, I wish I had spent more time with my family or taking more vacations or whatever. So focusing on money for a job isn't, you know, you shouldn't connect those. I say, you know, focus on what you love to do, do these steps, define it, be, do, have, create a plan, and then review it on a regular basis. And, you know, you'll be a lot happier in life. You'll be more fulfilled, which is how I define happiness.
0: I love it. And, and you know what I really love about this advice is that it applies to any major, any student, no matter where they are in their college career, they can implement it. Obviously, if you're a senior and you're about to graduate, you might have um, more limited on what, you know, what you don't, don't say, hey, I now want to be a doctor when you're a senior with a business degree. But yeah, it's, still, it's something that it can be implemented regardless of where you are in your college career. Um, one of the things I actually, you know, we have a couple of minutes left before we have to um, head out, but one of the things I really think that is very important that may not be directly related towards helping you land your dream job, but I thought was very, very um, important because your body, making sure that you're healthy is going to be so crucial for you, not just for work, but for all aspects of your life that because I know you're an expert in this, and we even talked it on the phone, you talked about five things that uh, someone needs to do in order to be really healthy. Do you mind if we, if, we, if we give the students a little bonus and talk about it?
1: That's totally, totally good. So I created something called, the, for my, my patients, this is, so people like things to be simple, right? Um, and the the topic of health and eating and wellness and those type of things kind of get, bun- you know, jumbled up, and there's so many diets and plans and whatever. So I created the five do's and don'ts of health. The five do's and don'ts of health makes it just a simple um, guideline that if you look at your actions and you, you put them on this scale, is it a do or is it a don't, then you, know, you want to have 80% do's and 20% or less of don'ts, right? So I'll even go through the don'ts, which I don't think we went through uh, very much in our last conversation, but the five do's are this. The more you do these five things, the healthier you will become. Number one is drink water the more pure nice simple drink drink of water you get you you intake the better your body's going to be your body needs water it craves it. it there is not a single function in your body that can occur without water number 2 fresh fruits and vegetables what i mean by fresh is things that are not processed or you know if you can avoid cooking them those type of things now once again i'm not saying this has to be 100% of the time i'm just saying the more you do them the better you're going to feel the more energy you're going to have number 3 is healthy fats and what i people oh my gosh eat fat no you can't do that you can avocado olive oil um, coconut oils those type of things seeds nuts those type of things are healthy fats now once again you can't overdo it you can't overdo anything everything's in balance right um then number four is lean protein so lean protein comes in many forms you can find it in a lot of different ways but fish chicken turkey wild game those type of things also seeds and nuts some, uh, leafy greens and stuff. Some, there's other things that have protein in them as well, but lean protein. And then number five is activity it means be active. You know, you have to be at least slightly active. You can't sit and, and, uh, on the couch and not use your muscles and not use your body. Your blood will literally get stale. It'll just be, you, you won't have any energy. Um, one of the side effects of exercising is more energy, which is kind of odd, right? You think you burn energy, but one of the side effects is your body gets more efficient, Therefore, it uses energy better. Therefore, you have more energy. All right, that's the way that works. The five don'ts are things you want to try to avoid. And those are, and in this order of importance, importance, processed foods are number one. So processed foods are anything that's boxed, canned, altered, genetically modified, those type of things. Once again, this is not 100%. This is just you want to avoid them. You know, I get processed food occasionally too, but if you can avoid it, you do. Um, number two is sugar. Sugar is one of the mega, major, if not the most, um, overused uh, negative s- substance on our <laughs> in our country. And it shows with our health and, and wellness epidemic we have going on right now. Um, so number three is starches. So starches are things like you know potato, corn, um, breads, pastas, those type of things. Um, number f- four is caffeine. Everybody just went, oh, really? Once again, I drink coffee in the morning, but I, I supplement it with water the rest of the day, okay? I mean, you can do things in, in moderation. And then number five is alcohol. Once again, I drink alcohol occasionally too, but once it's, it's moderation, it's not every day, it's not all day. And what I find is a lot of patients wake up, they'll eat a donut, they'll drink some coffee, they eat lunch out somewhere like a fast food restaurant, which is all processed stuff. And then they'll drink tea for lunch and then they'll get home and they'll eat a processed dinner and then they'll drink wine or beer and then they'll go to bed. And then they wake up and go, why do I feel so crappy? Well, you didn't have any of the do's, right? So try to make it to where 80% of your life are the five do's and 20% or less of your life are the five don'ts. And it, it, it's, it's a catalyst for health. It's not just feeling good. It's healthy. There's a difference between feeling good or feeling okay and being healthy. Healthy is your body is functioning optimally. It's running correctly. You know, do you want to be alive or do you want to live? Which one do you want to be? Because being alive is just your heart's beating and you're breathing. Living is you get to do what you want with your life. You get to have fun with it. You get to whatever, you know, get up and play and do stuff and travel or whatever you want to do. And that's the difference. That's why the way I look at it.
0: No, I, I really appreciate that. And I love it. I think, for me, I think health is, is so important because I have seen the difference of when I'm active, when I am eating better, how much more energy and more efficient, effective I am, and how that just, how you, how you feel just bleeds into all areas of your life, yeah, like completely, it's, whether it's your profession, your life, your marriage life, you know, every, every aspect of your life. And so... Um, that's why I definitely didn't, you know, this is not a, a podcast on health. They don't want to make a whole, whole podcast on it, but I did have, want to make it a bonus for the students, um, about it. So I really do appreciate that. Um, you know, one final question that I have for you is, um, we've been list- we've been recording this episode now for about 30 minutes. And if there's one big takeaway that you want somebody listening to this episode to be, what would you hope that would be?
1: one big takeaway just one one big takeaway number 1 you are in control of you just remember that you are in control of you no one can control you people let the people let the world control them they let other things control them they're reactive emotionally i think human beings their biggest accomplishment in life should be learning how to control their own emotions and understand what drives them as human beings, you know, what, what their purpose is in life, but controlling their own emotions and understanding that you control your own emotions. They do not control you and nothing in the outside world controls you. When something happens, it's you that reacts to that thing and you get to choose how you react. So just remember that you control you.
0: That, that's that's such a great piece of advice. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Dr. Greg, how can students that want to learn more about what you're saying and just get connected with you, what's the best way to connect with you?
1: Yeah, so they can email me. And if you want a sheet of the five do's and don'ts, um, you know I'll give that to them for free. I'll, I'll email that to them as well if they'd like to get that information. But they can email me questions as well. I'd be more than happy to answer them. But you can go to or email me at drgregpersley at hotmail.com, which is D-R, like Dr. Greg is G-R-E-G. personally is P is in Paul, U-R-S is in Sam, L-E-Y, at hotmail.com.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been a great episode. And for everybody out here listening, thank you so much for listening, and catch you guys on the next podcast. If you're listening to me right now, you my friend have made it to the end of the podcast. I wanna take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career. Doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's gonna set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job, keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, Please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.